Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sitting Courtside, Episode 7. My name is Dante. I'm your boy, Jerry D. Today, we are here to talk about some, maybe some controversial topics. We're definitely going to be getting some back and forth debate here about some lists that have come out. We're going to be talking about some news coming out from some NBA teams about who's healthy, who's not healthy. Training camp is right around the corner. The NBA season is a little over a month away, so we're getting closer to the start of the NBA season, which, speaking for both of us, we are very excited about. It's about damn time. Basketball has been has been out of our lives for a little, little, little too long. It always sucks when it's the NBA offseason. Um, yeah, you, but, that's, that's, why, that's why you got to make sure you dive into other sports, you know, just like, yeah. you know, diversify your palate. Remember to come back to watch sitting courtside. But make sure to diversify your palate, man. You gotta and we'll uh, everything. and we'll get into some stuff later on too. We're gonna talk about our fantasy football teams and stuff like that, as we talked about last week. But to start things off, Jerry, I say let's just get into our number one topic this week. ESPN put out a top thirty players list of the NBA's seventy fifth anniversary team. So I'm. I'm not going to go over the whole top 30. I kind of set aside just the top 13 because I think this is the more like where it kind of gets controversial. So obviously, let's let's just get this out of the way. It's subjective. Everything is subjective when it comes to favorite players, all-time players. Everyone has different ideas of like go by talent, accolades, whatever it may be, eras. But we're here to discuss what ESPN put out. I'm going to give us the top 13. We're also going to have the entire list on the screen so you can see who makes up the top 30. Um, so you can read that. I don't have to explain all of it. Jerry, I'm going to lead, uh, read off the list for you, all right? Let's so going from 1 to 13, we have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Wilt Chamberlain. Okay, solid so far. Not, not, too, not too crazy. Then we got Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant. You lost me. In, in the top 10. And then at 11, we have Shaq, then Kevin Durant, Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. So now that I read off that list, Jerry, what's, what, what sticks out to you the most? What, what about that list you already have, you have an issue with? I mean, honestly, just having it here in front of me right now, just looking at it. One, um, I, I noticed it's a grammatical error right now. It's, it's Wilt Chamberlain, not Wit Chamberlain. Ah, you know? yeah. So that's yeah. That's on NBA mm-hmm. Central, you know, the Dunk Central, <laughs> whatever. Hey, whoever put this out, but uh, just in general, looking at this, the top fifteen, the top thirteen, which you just read off, Wilt being number five kind of bothers me because mm-hmm. I think everybody else historically kind of waters down his competition and usually slots him somewhere between the eight to ten range. Maybe they put him at the back end because of the competition he played. And plus, sure. there's not really a ton of film that I could pull up of Will to say, this dude's a for sure, for sure top five player. And, and I don't know. We'll just talk about him. We, there's, there's so many tales about him. He's an enigma. Like, how how real was Will Chamberlain? We, we've not talked about this before. And, Honestly, and plus, it's true. It's kind of it's kind of crazy to say it, but Bill Russell should – it's not even crazy, actually. What am I saying? Bill Russell should be above him, if anything, because he won 11 championships or nine as a player – on Wilt's watch, quote unquote. And we'll never and we'll never see something like that ever again, no matter what era. You can make any jokes about facing plumbers, mailmen, whatever you want to say. Eleven rings is eleven rings. So let's yeah. just let's just get that out of here, all right? Exactly. Like Wilt dominated his era, like in terms of individual stats. 
mm-hmm. but physicality, of course. Bill Russell but... won a lot. <laughs> yes. Yep. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to put that, you know, to put Bill behind Wilt. And also, no Kobe or Shaq within the top seven is kind of also bothersome to me. Sure. It's just something mm-hmm. that doesn't even look right. I would probably, I'd probably just swap out Wilt to put Kobe there and then put Shaq probably at six or seven okay. with respect to Larry Bird still being somewhere within that top five and as well as Tim Duncan. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's a weird list. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have the same, same uh, thought process of you. The biggest thing, uh, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is how low Kobe and Shaq are. A top 10 list with no Shaq kind of just like after seeing Shaq not even in the top 10, this list is invalid to me. I don't really like think yeah they make they put out these lists to get people to talk to spark controversy and i respect that i respect the hell out of that because it works it works every single time they put out whether it's all time going to the next season guards board centers whatever it may we're, be. we're talking about it oh, we're talking about it so they're doing a good job i i i can't agree with any list that doesn't include Shaq on it i agree with you with wilt obviously from a physical standpoint from a single player accomplishment like records the 50 points per game 100 100 point game all that stuff i get it i hear you i understand but look at the era bill russell dominated him in that era as far as accomplishments championships team success goes um and then kind of rounding it out i mean i'm i'm just kind of looking at the rest of it right now is like you said uh, as i said earlier you'll see on the screen we got guys all over the place like we have Giannis that's 18 that's already top 20 right now don't get me wrong. I think he is going to go down as an all-time great, and he has accomplished so much at his age already. I just think it's kind of crazy how you put him ahead of guys already, kind of like the KGs, the Charles Barkleys. Fuck, well, even like – You see, that's that's kind of – I don't mind that too much because even though KG – KG's best season stacked up to Giannis's best season is a little different. Obviously, sure. the inflation of how you score the ball in today's game is a lot faster of a pace compared to now, sure. compared to back then, rather. So maybe Giannis being over a guy like KG makes sense. He also has a championship, two-time MVP, and a DPOY. Like, in terms of accolades, like, you know, Giannis is more accomplished. He, ma- he matches up with Kevin Garnett. Yeah, I agree with that. I think my biggest thing, though, is when it comes to all-time lists, there's very few exceptions. I think it's not unfair, but I don't like placing active players ahead of guys whose careers have already come and gone. Because I just like seeing how their rest of their career plays out before you make that judgment of where they rank and stuff. That's kind of always how I've been with stuff. Like exceptions, of course, like LeBron, even Seth Curry and stuff like that. I think those guys are fair to make the argument for right now. But okay. later in their career, you kind of see what they've done, all that. But that's kind of where I come from in that sense. Like just Kevin Garnett's played almost 20 years or 20 years in the NBA. Giannis is still in his prime right now. I just like to see where it finishes out before placing me against guys that have already retired and stuff. But that's, that's like my opinion, obviously, like we said. So it's like a, it's like a Dr. J thing. You, you remember in our earlier episodes, Dr. J put all old retired right. players on right. his list and no active mm-hmm. guy. So you're right. kind of on that same side of the fence. Yeah, I, I, like like I said, there's a few exceptions. Like I, I think that obviously, like the LeBrons, the Currys, there's always exceptions in that sense. But for the most part, I like waiting to see how a career plays out before making that final judgment. But you kind of hinted at it earlier. That, that's how I am with that stuff. I, I've always I've always been like that. I've kind of stuck with it. So that's where I come from. You kind of alluded to it earlier, kind of talking about where you would rank guys. So. 
let's right now, Jerry, let's give our top 10 players of all time. If you want to put together your top 10 list, how you would correct ESPN's list. Obviously, we're not going to give our top 30. That would be that would yeah. be nonsense. We, that would take up the whole episode. Jerry, can you give me your top 10 players of all time? I just have to start by saying in no particular order <laughs> is what I need to start out okay. by saying. Okay? Okay. okay. Before before everybody tries to kill me, you know, put okay. me on a stake or whatever. Okay. Uh, I think I'll stick with the top four that they do have with MJ, Braun, Kareem, and Magic. I will stick with that top four. Um, I will throw Kobe and Shaq in there for five and six. I believe Tim Duncan also needs to be in that conversation at seven. Larry Bird could definitely stay. I, unpopular opinion. I know KD's arguably probably the second best small forward. People have KD leapfrogging sure. Larry Bird mm-hmm. in, in accomplishments and such. But, hey, Larry Bird won three straight MVPs. He's also a three-time NBA champ, I believe, or a four-time yep. NBA champ. is kind of escaping me right now. But oh, was really, along with Magic, the reason why the league didn't die off in the 80s. So in terms of generational impact, in terms of changing the game, Larry Bird did that and revived it. I have to have him in the top 10 over a guy like Kevin Durant. That's where things get a little tricky. What am I at, like eight right now? I believe so, yes. I would give give a nod to KD right behind Larry Bird despite everything. Okay. I just just believe Larry Bird will be ranked higher than him. And let's see, for the last spot. For the last spot, I'll put put Wilton at the last spot. That's why I think. Okay the make-believe numbers that we just never really saw in person and just have to go off of record books and dusty old library tools to kind of get to, <laughs> I'm going to give it the will for that because it's like out of respect for what he did for the game. You know, 50 points like you mentioned before, averaging like 25 or 30 rebounds. Looking at the box score, it is ridiculous, I can imagine. Looking at probably his regular season games, playoff games, or whatever. The dude is ridiculous. It's just it's hard for me to put him in my personal top five. But again, this is – in no particular order, but will to be okay. at the back of the list for sure. Okay. So I remember I've, I always have these debates with my friends, my old coworkers and stuff of our top 10 lists. And for me, it's kind of like, it doesn't always fluctuate. I always have the same group of players, but sometimes you make a fair argument for someone of why they should be ranked above someone else, all that stuff. So it's kind of like not the list isn't always moving around for me, but it's, I put together my list right now. And it's a, it's a little different than how I put it together. I remember in my notes, I had it from two years ago. I have a few different guys moved around. So I'm, I agree with you. I'm sticking with the top four. Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic. I think that's a set Mount Rushmore. I think, like, for the foreseeable future, that should be, like, you know, solidified top four players of all time. I'm with that. Cool. And then I agree. I think Bill Russell. Uh, this is also I kind of have this listed in order, but like again, it, it can fluctuate. You can make a fair argument for all these other guys, like being above, below, and one another. I have Bill Russell at my five spot again. Just accomplishments. Eleven I made rings. A I made a mistake. I, I forgot about Bill. I did. Ma- I was looking at the oh. list and I forgot about. It, but keep going. Oh, okay. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll correct that. We'll correct that when I finish this out. So I have Bill Russell at five, number six. Between accomplishments, just as far as winning goes, I don't know if there's a more winningest player in NBA history than Tim Duncan. I have to give Tim Duncan that respect. I put him ahead of Kobe, but I think those two guys can kind of interchange. Obviously, Kobe is the closest thing we've ever gotten to Jordan as far as skill-wise goes, and people argue Kobe's the best player of all time. You know, again, subjective, this and that. Kobe, Shaq, 
as I mentioned earlier, a top 10 list without Shaq is kind of just crazy to me. I just don't understand how you, I don't understand how you don't put the most dominant player, one of, if not the most dominant player in NBA history on that list. Then I rounded out with Larry Bird and Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain, I get it. Some people have him higher. You, you, you said it. I'm not going to repeat what you said, but you got to have to open up the old library books, blow off the dust to kind of see what Wilt Chamberlain did back in the day. Obviously he was one of the most dominant players in history in his era. He was going up against, uh, you know, guys that weren't as skilled as he was a hundred point game, 50 points in a season. I think one year he averaged over 48 minutes a game. Like, I mean, he was just doing things that you think would be in a fairy tale. Like that's in yeah. a fiction book, a nonfiction book, whatever it may be. Um, but I still think cause of it, it didn't, it did happen. You know, although you, there are stories about it, how true the things are, whatever. I still think he is a top 10 player of all time, but I always just go back to the thought that he went up against guys like Bill Russell and what he only finished with one or two championships. You kind of have to look at it that way to an accomplishments team accomplishments go. So, and that was that, at the end of his career at that. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's kind of where I come from with Wilt. Um, and also, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to repeat what you said. Just again, like, have to look back all that shit but that would be my top 10 I, there are a few guys you can fluctuate you can move around but i think those are a solid top 10 i do i do want to say before you get into your thing much respect for kevin, putting kevin durant on your top 10 because i think he is a guy that i i love kevin durant i think he is the most skilled offensive naturally gifted offensive player of all time just for his height being able to do what he does um and i do believe when it's all said and done he could crack my top 10 list but for now that's that's my top 10 i know i kind of know how you were about you know having active guys in it so i kind of figured that the only active player in your list would be lebron that's mm -hmm. the only guy that i, I knew was going to get the i think steph i think steph too will make a good argument as in terms well of i think in terms of accomplishments i think i i would put steph over kd in terms of just sure. pure accomplishments and you know? changing the game i mean obviously the way he came in with shooting and everything he just changed the course of the nba um, right. for, for, forever honestly so and for that reason I think he will be he could be a top 10 player but for now that's why I have Jerry how are you going to uh, adjust your list with, with Bill Russell being thrown in the mix now I mean despite what we just said about Kevin Durant I'd probably have to yank him out for for okay. Bill Russell yeah. with all due respect it, there's just, nothing nothing wrong with it it's I mean just you know it's the winning is winning his player in the game like mm -hmm. ever like the 11 championships probably won't be touched for a little while other than if, you know, Phil Jackson suddenly came out of retirement and just tried to win more, or maybe in terms <laughs> of active names, Steve Kerr may have the best sure. shot, depending on how long he decides to coach. But I think Yank and Kevin Durant out is probably the only person I feel like I could swap out. Uh, I also did have a comment to say, because you, you did put Tim Duncan over, over Kobe, which is totally understandable. Mm -hmm. But the only argument that I could make is the situation being drafted sure. number one overall into San Antonio's first system that kind of sucked the season before because Dave Robinson was hurt. And then right. you happen to pair up two of the greatest bigs of all time. Top 25. They weren't even, they weren't even projected to get to number one pick. I hate to say it, but the, I think the Celtics were supposed to get the number one pick that year. So the Celtics got the shit under the stick there, but yeah, no, it was perfect situation type of thing. I, I agree. I agree with that. I just, yeah. Skill-wise, of course, Kobe Bryant, I think skill-wise, Kobe is a lock for any top five list, top three, top two, you can make the argument for. But I just look at 
the bigger picture. Again, I don't think there's a winningest player situation. I get it, but Tim Duncan oh, yeah. was he he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. At, at the end of the day, you take advantage of the system that you're put in. And Tim Duncan was the beneficiary of probably the greatest system of all time. I mean, I know Phil Jackson and even Steve Kerr with the Warriors and any anything else, Phil Jackson, like with the Bulls and the Lakers, I should say, kind of did his thing there. But there was a weird hiatus where, you know, after 04, the, the failed super team of Carmelo and GP mm-hmm. didn't pan out with Shaq and Kobe. And then from pretty much 05 to, let's say, 07, 08, there's a lot of, like, Kobe dragging the Lakers to be a 60. And or, there were times where they thought he was going to get traded to Chicago, Detroit even, stuff like that. Clippers. His time as a Laker, yeah. Like it's, there's a lot of different situations. Obviously, he did the most with what he got. He still ended up getting five championships along yeah. with Tim Duncan, who <laughs> was just winning nothing. But, you know, 50, right. 51 seasons, 60 win seasons all throughout his career. So I believe he has, like, a top three, top five highest win percentage with over 70%. So, shout out to the San Antonio Spurs for building probably the most sustainable culture in NBA history because they never flopped until, obviously, that that core group of guys ended up retiring. Right, they had that few years. But now, we'll see. We'll see what San Antonio does with the uh, with uh, Victor uh, Victor Wembanyama being in town now. So, But now we're on the – let's stay on the topic here. Let's stay on the subject. Let's do a draft, Jerry. All right. Let's do a little draft. We've only done one of these so far um, while we've done sitting courtside. Let's do a building a starting five of the greatest players of all time. Uh, so what I think we should do to figure out who gets the top pick, uh, I have a coin flip on my on my phone so we can call heads or tails. <laughs> we can call heads or tails here. Would you like heads or tails? Which one do you want to go with? Uh, give me heads. I'll go heads. Okay. To prove that this is fair it is it is heads jerry you get the first overall pick uh i mean you know i gotta i gotta go with my goat i mean i already know who's going number two after this but give me michael jordan man yeah (laughs) yeah i think the top two are uh pretty much a lock i'm fine taking lebron ultimate team player not to say jordan isn't but can't go wrong building a team around lebron so okay yeah all right first two picks are always the easiest i'd say i think the third one it's also pretty damn easy. Give me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> okay. All right. But my second pick, Jerry, I'm actually going to go – I'm going to pair LeBron with, I believe, the most dominant player of all time, in my opinion, that's Shaquille O'Neal. I know – I don't know if I'd rank him fourth, you know, all time, whatever, but I'm yep. looking at building a team here. So I'm going to put LeBron Shaq. They were teammates at one point, but obviously <laughs> it was much later in Shaq's career. So I'm going to bring them back together here. No, I got you. I mean, you can't go wrong. Anybody on this list is a Hall of Famer for the most mm-hmm. part, or at least is mm-hmm. going to be. So, yep. pretty nah. That's solid. Uh, whew. I think I think I'm just gonna you know keep the Laker band together. I mean, they won championships together. Why not give me Magic Johnson, the greatest okay. point guard of all time? Which we already know you're gonna go for yours probably after that. But have fun. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out a little bit right now. I already got the playmaking with LeBron. LeBron James could act as my. I'm not saying he is, but he could act as my point guard if I really needed Absolutely. him to. Absolutely. But with my third pick, I'm actually – you know what? My third pick, I'm going to take a another Laker. I'm going to take Kobe. LeBron and Kobe, I think Kobe is going to be the one that's going to be taking most of the shots on this team. 
but he's got LeBron to facilitate it. Um, two guys that, uh, it's a shame they never got to match up in the finals during either of their careers. Um, I'll put them on. The, also, Shaq and Kobe, we're bringing them back together too. One of the best duos of all time. So I'll take Kobe. So we got we got Showtime Lakers versus the New Time Lakers with Kobe and Shaq and Magic. Yeah. Team. I mean, <laughs> yes, we do. I like it. I like it. Uh, because so it's kind of like you. We don't have to go down. Like we're not. We don't have to include everyone that's in the top ten. We're thinking about team structure here and who works with who. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. You know, just despite despite the stigma that's placed around MJ with just being a ball hog and such, have averaging thirty points for his career, he was still a pretty good facilitator with six assists for the most part for some of his MVP seasons. But we have Magic, we got Kareem, we got MJ. Let's add in a stretch forward to you know he can play some small forward for me as well. I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. Oh, you motherfucker! That's oh shit. All we're right, go, that's we're gonna fair. go with KD. We're gonna go with KD. All right, yeah, that's fair. That's who I was. Uh, that's who I wanted to take. I was thinking about throwing him in there, a little stretch three, four. You can put him anywhere, seven feet tall. Oh, okay. Well, if you're gonna take Kevin Durant, I think I need some more shooting on my team. I think this guy is one of the best shooters of all time. He just played in a different era. I think for his era, he was just way ahead of his time. I'm going to take Larry Bird. Um, also, not just with the shooting, but I'm also getting the trash talking. I'm getting the leadership. I'm getting everything that comes with it, the defense as well. Uh, this time around, though, no broken back. So he'll be able to uh, he'll be able to stay out on the floor. We don't have to worry about early retirement here. So I'll take Larry Bird. I think that's also a no-brainer there. You know what? Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to run a little bit, you know, to, to kind of to fit together this showtime mold that we kind of have a little bit. Obviously, adding Kevin Durant or Michael Jordan to it make things a little different, but it's kind of weird. Plus, Magic, MJ, KD, and then we have a spot open with, and then Kareem. I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna go like a little unconventional here. I don't know how many people would actually draft him in a top okay. ten kind of list or whatever, but I think I'm gonna take the guy that we touched on a little bit earlier. I think I'm gonna take Giannis just for the sake of running sure. a breakneck pace. Okay. And fast breaks are going to look great, but obviously we can run a set offense because we have arguably the greatest center of all time with Kareem. Mm -hmm. And Magic can slow the game down. MJ can score in the half court or in the open court. So I think I'm cool with taking Giannis just for the sake of the highlights, you know, the just a crazy weak side blocker, good low post defender. I think I am happy with having Kareem and Giannis hold down my front court. You know, it looks pretty yeah. damn good. That is a – that is a hmm. – that's a left field pick, but that makes sense. Everything that you said is uh, is very well said. It makes sense. And drafting a guy like Tim Duncan would have been fun, but of it slows the game down. You know, it's yeah, it makes it a little. I got to play a little slower, but I think with this Magic and Kareem kind of invented the fast break to some degree. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them run with a guy like Giannis. You know, outside obviously they ran with a guy like James Worthy. No scrub by any point of the by any point of the standard, but it's Giannis and the Kumbo. I think I'm gonna take the yeah. Greek freak. <laughs> and plus, this is a different era. We're not scoring 70, 80 points a game here, like in the late nineties, two thousands. So I love Timmy D, but uh, so it's a little different nowadays. And with my last pick, I I, I held out on him because I know you took your point guard. I'm gonna take Steph Curry as my as my one guard. Just again, adding the shooting, adding the playmaking, adding just again the leadership him being the heart and soul 
of the Golden State Warriors, um, changing the game for you know his shooting, all that stuff. I think pairing him with someone like LeBron James, the ultimate facilitator, um, and also pairing him with another great shooter like Bird, having Shaq in that low post to dominate, I think uh, that's how I would round out my team. So before we close out, let's just give our starting five. I have Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Larry Bird, and then Shaquille O'Neal. Yep, and I have Magic, MJ, KD, Giannis, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right, let us know in the comments who you think drafted the best team because both these teams are pretty damn good. So can't go wrong with either, but who do you think would win in a five-on-five matchup? Maybe you know, maybe we'll get a graphic of this made and we'll put this up on the main Clutch Points <laughs> Instagram as well. well. We'll get this rolling. Okay. You know, before, before we actually move on, I just wanted to, to highlight, too, the fact that Dwayne Wade is 30th on this all-time list kind of bugs me a little bit behind mm-hmm. CP, Mike, and Isaiah yes. Thomas, I can see, but John Stockton? I know, I know he, has, <laughs> he has a lot of records. I know all-time assist leader, all-time steals leader, sure. but I got some beef with the fact yeah. that he's higher than a guy like D. Wade, who's a three-time NBA champion. Really could have won the MVP in the late 2000s. I think I'd give him some nods over over maybe a Dirk or something like that. Sure. Obviously, mm-hmm. Steve Nash. But I just want to show some love to the Flash because he does not belong to be 30th on that list. Especially like, a guy that we consider, you know, top three guards of all time. For, uh, shooting guards of all time, I should say. Yeah. No way he should be that low. No, I agree with you. That's why, hey, that's why these lists get you talking. It's all about controversy. We can talk about um, this shit all show, but we can move we on. Could, we could, <laughs> and we, we could, and we, and we're going to talk about one more thing really quick. We're going to talk about some comments that Rich Paul made up made about LeBron James. Just kind of continuing the whole goat discussion: who's the greatest of all time? This and that. We don't have to get into this too too much. I'm just kind of curious to see what your thoughts are on these comments. There's a, there's a few different ones, so I'm just kind of go kind of go go over a few of them. He goes, I just think LeBron's antlers is in platinum and Michael Jordan's may be in gold. Why? Because he had to be compared to Mike. Who did Mike have to be compared to? And he said LeBron James is the first player to have to deal with 24-7, 365 news cycle of sports and opinions. Just kind of basically saying how LeBron was given all these expectations and stuff. And he basically, you know, he was given the highest of expectations and, you know, succeeded them and then some compared to Michael Jordan, who really didn't have to deal with, you know, all of this and that, that's kind of what he is referring to. Um, do you have anything to really add to that? Do you think he's right or wrong? I mean, I know we've talked about who we think is the GOAT is and stuff like that, but. I, I'll, I'll just say this, like, to, to, come, to come at, you know, the, the whole antlers thing, I do like that. I do like that as a metaphor, you know, like the platinum antlers. For never the heard of that before. Never, yeah, never well, heard something like that before. Very original. Yep, pretty very classic. I, I love that. I love that comment. But I think for the most part, I could kind of see what Rich Paul is trying to do here. Basically, social media boosted the expectations on what we expected LeBron to be whenever he came into the NBA. Sure. And by all means, I, I do agree with him on that part of things. I think that LeBron is the most scrutinized athlete of all time. I think that Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or Wayne Gretzky or Serena Williams, like we can go universal in any, every single sport. Right. And I don't think anybody received more disrespect or flack or whatever you want to call it. Any negative connotation that you could think of was attached to LeBron because he was compared. Still yeah. does. Yeah. Honestly, in year 21. Yeah. 
because he was compared to a guy like Michael Jordan. So I do get what Rich Paul's doing, but you can't really use that as a part of the GOAT debate or a part of the argument because of how you handled the turbulence throughout your career. Right. When Michael Jordan probably didn't have to deal with, well, he definitely didn't have to deal with Twitter or IG or anything of the sorts in terms of social media. Maybe it was just a mean, mean newspaper article at the time. Or, or a radio yeah. broadcast yeah. that just yeah, happened yeah, to yeah. trash him. Mm-hmm. I can't really... That's not fair just because he was born before before LeBron, literally. Exactly. Where he had to set the standard for what it was for an NBA superstar to be. But if we're talking about guys he had to compete with or guys that he had to be better than, per se, it would be a Magic, a Larry, a Dr. J, or a Kareem. Maybe those guys, but it's just not maybe as sexy as a name as a, as a Michael Jordan is when it comes down to LeBron. So I just right. think it's a little unfair to try to, I guess, in some senses, compare errors. Not on the court, but off of it. Right. By, by and, like, and I'm with you. Like, I think he's not wrong in saying what he is. I think LeBron yeah. James, when you talk about who you want as the face of not a team, not a fr- nothing like that, like as a sport, I think LeBron James is like the perfect example of who you want as the face of that, like an NBA, an MLB, NFL. There's no controversy around the guy. He yeah. has been clean slate from the very beginning. Again, he's exceeded expectations. He's handled himself well. Nothing, no off court issues, whatever. But that doesn't that, that that's not that doesn't pertain to the goat argument. The goat argument is about what you accomplish on the court and what you did when you played basketball, not what you did outside of basketball, what you have or haven't done. And again, like you said, it's different eras. Michael, of course, Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with the 24 7 365 coverage and scrutiny of social media. There was no social media. Like, it's just, it's, it's a stupid comparison. It's a stupid argument. I get what he's trying to do. And again, he's not wrong by saying that. It just doesn't, it doesn't pertain to, an, to the GOAT argument. It doesn't have anything to do with it. So it's like, you can say that stuff, but don't start saying, like, oh, Michael didn't have to deal with this. Michael, this, Michael, that. Just say LeBron is, you know, had to deal with this stuff and he exceeded expectations because you're correct. Yeah. Don't bring it like, to the GOAT argument. It doesn't make any sense. And you kind of, I think you hit it on the head as well that, you know, he still does clearly receive flack for what he does And he, he always will. And he always will until he retires. And everyone's going to miss him and be like, oh, I wish LeBron was still in the league. You've been wanting him to leave and you've been shitting on him for 21 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. That's how it always goes. Another thing that I saw that Rich Paul said was that if Steph Curry happened to win the bubble championship, that will we discredit it the same way that we did LeBron? And, you know, even Rich Paul said, no, we wouldn't. Because Steph Curry is a more likable athlete, you know, worldwide than, than LeBron, which is kind of yeah. crazy to say. But yeah. it's just, we set LeBron up for failure. When I say we, I mean the media, I mean fans, I mean people in general did try to, it's mostly the old heads, in my opinion, that is just like, damn, nobody will ever threaten Michael Jordan. Like, mm-hmm. that's just not happening. But I feel like in other sports, we're a little more susceptible and open to accepting a new possible GOAT. Because Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. But there's a lot of people that are saying Patrick Mahomes is next up because he, he, he is more talented than Brady. He mm-hmm. could do it with, with lesser talent. We saw him do it in last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles. So... Pat Mahomes has two, but we're already ready to jump off the cliff and say that that guy is the greatest quarterback of all time when he's still five Super Bowl rings short. Right. Yeah. When LeBron is two (laughs) NBA championships short of MJ, but it's impossible for LeBron to be the GOAT to some some people. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, like, how, how we do set LeBron up for failure. So, again, we both are on the same stance. We both agree with Rich Paul. 
but using you know the the different I guess distractions on the outside of basketball courts is kind of weird. It's it's a weird flex to say, yo, LeBron was born in the '80s and he's he played his career in the 2000s, and he's even playing now when Twitter is prominent or Meta is prominent and all this other stuff. So yeah. Yeah. it's like, dude, my bad, not Twitter. It's called X. X, excuse us. Yeah, we're to be politically correct here. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I agree. I, I, we'll agree with Rich Paul in his comments. You're right about LeBron being this and that, but it doesn't pertain to the goat argument. So just get that. They're get both that platinum. They're both platinum. They're both platinum. Why can't they both be platinum, man? Why does only one of them have to have platinum answers? They should both be able to. Uh, they should both be able to have them. All right. So we'll get into one more basketball topic before we get into games and all that stuff. Uh, a team that we have talked about quite a few times on this podcast, two guys, especially how um, a team that can't stay healthy, two players that can't stay healthy. And in the four years that they've been together, five years, I think it's four years they've been together. Yeah. They can't stay on the court together. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are on track to be a hundred percent healthy for training <laughs> camp. What like, is this going to finally be the year, Jerry? Is this the year that they can stay healthy and we can actually see what the Clippers man, can do with the healthy squad? This bullshit, man. <laughs> I, look, man, I, I told you, I told you episode one, I think, whenever we talked about it, I don't even care. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Like, I'm done putting expectations on the Clippers. Uh, I will say from a non, like, you know, I guess, diva attitude for myself. <laughs> they're, they're good enough to win it all. They, they are good enough to win it all. Are, are they going to stay healthy is always going to be the biggest question. You can see they actually play over 60 games together? Can they play over 70 games? And most importantly, can they be healthy come postseason time? Because right. I'm just sick and tired of seeing the reports of them being healthy. That's great. That's cool. It's September, bro. Stay healthy. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're healthy in September. You got to be healthy in October, November, December. April, May, June, that's when it matters. That's when it matters. No, I'm with you. We got to see it to believe it. I, I, don't think we, I don't think we have to. I don't think you want to stay on this topic too much. I'm, I but, am good. I'm not trying to act like a dick here. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, these guys, it's, it's like they're hyping themselves up to just be, like, everybody's hyping them to be, like, these NBA champions. And I was, too. I was on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me think of, what was it, like 2012 or 2013? I can't remember when the Philadelphia Eagles brought in Michael Vick. They had Nandi Asamoa. They had a super oh, team in yeah. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and they just Sean went to Jackson. bed. Yeah, yeah they, they, had, yeah. they had the whole nine on both sides of the ball, and they just went to bed. Like, yeah. this, this is a similar situation, except I've been experiencing it for the last four years, and I get teased. <laughs> I get teased with Kawhi playing some games in the postseason, and I'm like, damn. They can beat the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant. That's they have a saying. good shot. When he's healthy, Kawhi Leonard's he's top five. Like that's how good he is. But he can't stay healthy. Don't even so. matter. I'm sick Don't even and matter. tired of it. I am done. <laughs> Just show me. Don't tell me anymore. Just show me. It's all about it's all about what you can do on the court and not what people are uh, reporting and stuff before training camp even starts. Okay, before we get into some games, we did talk about this earlier. We did talk about this last week. It is fantasy football season, Jerry. The NFL season starts this Thursday, September 7th. Um, We're recording this on Tuesday. So this should either come out day of or the day after the NFL season starts. My first question for you is you're in the fantasy football, right? You're you're in a few leagues. How how many leagues are you in? I'm in two leagues. leagues. Okay, so I'm... 
technically in three. One of them's like a dynasty league, so we drafted it like three years ago, and you keep the players, and like you draft rookies and all that stuff. That's like 30, 40 players. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm gonna. We'll talk about the teams that I just drafted. I had a draft this past Sunday and yesterday, so I've had two straight days of drafting. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna tell you my teams, Jerry, and I want to give you a little warning. I had the number one pick in both these leagues, so I have. What luck, right? Well, one of them is because I won last year, so I had first choice. The other one was a random like generator thing. So I have a few overlapping players. I have some of the same players, which kind of makes me nervous, but it is what it is. So in this league, both 12 team, both PPR, I have in one of my leagues, I have Justin Fields, Ramondre Stevenson, Rashad White, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, George Pickens, uh, David Njoku, David Montgomery, Cowboys defense, uh, Philadelphia kicker. And then on my bench, I got Michael Thomas, Kirk Cousins, Deion Jackson. On the Colts, Jonathan Taylor doesn't play this year. I have their borderline number one, maybe number two running back. And in my other league, I also have Justin Fields. I have uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs, the rookie for Detroit. Who I like Jameer. I like him. I, I think he has a lot of potential to be a top 10, maybe even top five running back this year in that offense. James Conner, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, and Njoku again. That's where it gets a little, I get a little nervous. Then I got Drake London, 49ers defense kicker for Buffalo. And then on my bench, I have some young guys. I got Zay Flowers, Traylon Burks, uh, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, the Seahawks draft him in the draft. Uh, they are always fluctuating with running backs. So I... So I, I think he's a guy, and he had really good college stats. I'm actually going to change my team name to Pop and Charbonnet. Um, I think that's just – I think that makes the most sense. And then some other filler guys. So those are my two teams. I, I would love to hear what your teams are looking like. Yeah, for sure. For, for one, this is my first year playing in, in Yahoo Fantasy Sports League. So I've never done Yahoo. I'm always – ESPN has, has always been the app that I've used. Same. Like, so, But, like, whenever somebody came – my homeboy came with me with joining this league. It's a $30 mm-hmm. buy-in. I was like, sure. And yeah, why not? Oddly enough, you had number one picks in both of your two fantasy leagues. I had the number seven pick in both of my two fantasy leagues. Okay. But okay. In the Yahoo Sports League, I think I came out pretty good. So, quarterback, you got Lamar Jackson. Love it. Tyreek Hill was actually my first pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, I think, is going to be a sleeper, sleeper pick. I, I like that pick. But what's going to yeah. happen to Jacksonville? Trevor Has Lawrence the- is going to make Calvin his best friend. And he had his year, and he had a year off too. So you know he's gonna be, he's gonna be healthy. He's gonna be hungry this year for sure. Yep. Uh huh. So we got Derrick Henry and Isaiah Pacheco as the running mm. back. Mm. I got T.J. Hawkinson. You know, I'm a Viking. Got had to get my guy in it. Hey, uh, uh, highest paid tight end of all time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, Jay Jet is gonna get a lot of love and attention. T.J. Hawkinson gonna be there for the steals, man. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. We got Deontay Johnson filling in the rest of my starting lineup at my flex. Okay. With, I like, I love, I love my starting, my starting line. Okay. You know, yeah. Fun. You have Johnson. I have Pickens in one league. So we, we got some Steelers. We got some Steelers on our team. Uh, for the bench, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, Drake London, Odell okay. Beckham Jr., Chris Okonkwo, who, who in Tennessee, I think could be a sleeper tight end since Hooper left. Yep. I actually yep. like the fact. They Trevor love their Bruce. tight ends there. They love their tight ends down there. They got a lot of targets. Exactly. Share, yeah. With D Hop and Traylon Burks, I think Okonkwo should get it some love at being the starting tight end there. So could be like another it. good pick. Uh, I have Jake Elliott for my my kicker spot and the Jets defense. 
Okay. And my last my last uh, roster spot went to Jordan Love, who I think is going to be somebody good to trade later yeah. on. He could be a boomer bust guy, but he definitely is a guy that could exceed a lot of expectations this year. I'm looking I'm looking forward to actually moving him at some point because I know that somebody's going to want him. I just yeah. know it. Let's see if I can get to my ESPN fantasy team, you know, what okay. regular people use. <laughs> what um, normal people use. I didn't do too bad here either. I got Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Samaj P. Ryan, C.D. Okay. Lamb, Calvin Ridley again. That's my only clone pick. Yeah, you, you like you like Calvin Ridley this year. I, I, I love Calvin I like, Ridley like to be it. the number like one it. receiver in Jacksonville. And I like it. They're going to make the playoffs, and they could probably get to an NA's AFC championship game. Maybe they could. They they, they could be the best. They could be the best team in the AFC. And to be completely honest with you, they really they could. could. Uh, let's see, Darren Waller. Isaiah Pacheco, again, another clone. Uh, 49ers defense for this one. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs kicker. I have on a draft and stash kind of deal, Brees Hall, who I know will just be great later on in the season. Yep. Drake London, another clone that I got. Cortland Sutton, Khalil Hubbard, Traylon Burks I also have on this squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Higby. And I also have Charbonnet. I just realized okay. that. <laughs> Pop and Charbonnet, baby. Come on now. Hey, if you can use, if you want to use that name, it's all yours. That's a great name. Uh, listen, I think Calvin Ridley. If I uh, in my second league, I really wanted him, but he got taken like two picks before DK. So I like, I had, I had to take another good receiver. So I end up taking DK again. Darren Waller, though, he's gonna be. I think he is gonna be pretty damn good in New York this year because their receivers, bro. They are always getting hurt. They are always moving in and out. He's going to be their number one target. So that's hey, that's a solid pick. Keep, keep an eye on Jalen Hyatt in New York, though, the rookie from Tennessee. Okay. Jalen Hyatt right. and Darren Waller could form a very nasty receiver tight end duo. All so right. I do I do like both of my teams. I probably like my Yahoo Fantasy League a little more since I have Lamar, Tyreek, and Derrick Henry. And that's that's ridiculous that yeah, somebody let that happen. Big three. That's a big three right there. I love my um, – every year I try to target um, running quarterbacks because, like, I always I always try to get the elite receivers like that because it's PPR, so I really try to focus yeah. on that. But if I can get a quarterback that can run, I could have three starting running backs, basically, like Justin Fields. I can count on him to get me at least 50 rushing yards a game, maybe throw in a rushing touchdown here and there. I'll take it. That's what I, that's what I look for. And same with Lamar Jackson. I had him last year, and I won. So I hope the same happens to you this year, Jerry. Hey, I, I am yet to win a fantasy league. So, you know, I'm, I've been playing for the last, like, seven years or so, and I've came mm-hmm. in second four times. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> oh, that's the fucking worst. Yeah, I think this is our ninth year doing it in my league. Um, and we've only had, like, four different winners. I've won twice. Um, two other kids have won it three times, and another kid won it once. So it's – we – you kind of <laughs> – each year, you kind of know who takes it the most seriously each year. But, you know, we have fun. So, Okay. That's our fantasy football, uh, fantasy football side talk here. Take our fantasy football advice of who you should take if you haven't drafted yet. We're cutting it close, but uh, got that, like, those are they got like a day. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, my buddy has a draft tomorrow uh, on Wednesday, and I, I like later drafts because like you skip over training camp, the preseason games, like yeah. you don't have to worry about injuries, nothing like that. The later, the better. But good luck to everyone with your fantasy leagues this year. Wishing you uh, nothing but the best, but. Let's play some games, Sherry. So you have three games I see here. I have two for you. So we have five in total. So you can start off with your first one. 
For sure, for sure. So these games are definitely a lot more personality-driven as we try to beat into our listeners' heads all the time. <laughs> um, but first, we're going we're gonna to start off with something very opinionated here. I want you to tell me what player has to prove the most on their respective team. So okay. the first team that I have for you is the Chicago Bulls. Um, well, obviously the big three of Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, uh, DeRozan has shit to prove. I mean, he, he's their best player. He is at the, what is he like mid thirties and he's still putting up almost 30 points a game. Dude's a walking bucket, future hall of famer, in my opinion. Um, if you look at like all the top scores of all time and where he ranks and where he'll finish, like he would be one of the top scores, like whether that's like top 30, top 25, whatever, to not make the Hall of Fame. I, I think he's he's proven enough like as a score and accomplishments. Obviously, we'll see if he gets a ring, um, but I think he'll be in that conversation for a Hall of Famer. Also, the Basketball Hall of Fame is the easiest Hall of Fame to get into. No no knock on anyone else, but it's, it's a little bit easier than other sports. I agree. But uh, Vucevic actually came out with this quote a few weeks ago saying like this could be the last chance for them um, if they don't put it together, like this group is going to split up. I think, um, honestly, probably Vucevic, to be honest with you, just because, like, you know, you always you have that duo of Levine and DeRose, and I think those are the two guys that the Bulls kind of, like, have wanted to build around um, and have, like, you know, tried putting players around them. Obviously, Lonzo Ball's hurt. That's just terrible luck with his injuries and stuff. They brought in Vucevic from Orlando, traded for him. I think he might be the one, he's going to be the odd man out if this doesn't work out. I think he, you know, not to say he needs to be the glue or the guy to prove him. I mean, he does have to prove himself the most. I think that he is like the catalyst of that big three. Like he needs to do his thing. Um, so I'd say him or even like someone like Patrick Williams, just because I know he was a high pick for them. And I don't think he's really like panned out or really proved his worth too much yet. That would be uh, my pick. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more towards Patrick Williams now that I'm, like, just talking it through and stuff like that, just because he was kind of meant to be brought in, be that stretch four, that defensive four that can do a little bit of everything and kind of, you know, be that X factor for that team, and he hasn't. Um, So I'd say – I would say Patrick Williams. I'll go with him. Okay. Next team I have for you is one that has a lot of high expectations, the Phoenix Suns. Ugh. Um, who has the most to prove on the Phoenix Suns? I mean, I don't, I don't think Kevin Durant has anything to prove. Obviously, like all eyes are going to be on him, you know, this being his, you know, another team he's been on. Will he finally win with this team? Um, but I mean, probably Bradley Beal, to be honest with you, just being in a new environment, his, his, you know, he's always been in Washington probably just like seeing how he fits with that team. Obviously it's D books team and Kevin Durant's his running mate, just kind of seeing how Bradley Beal fits in there and just kind of seeing if he can, like, obviously he was a 30 point per game scorer a few years ago. Like how can he fit in with a team that has two guys that can also give you 30 a game? Um, How will he adjust his play style? He's a very good playmaker. He's proven to be a good playmaker. Will he be that guy that, you know, can take a step back from scoring and be more focused on setting up shots for his, you know, his two teammates are two of the best offensive players in the game today, if not the two best offensive players in this game. Um, so I'd say Bradley Beal in that case. I like the Brad Beal pick. I mean, I think it's clearly between probably Aiden 
Book and and Beal. So Aiden is another big one too. Yeah, just because he's his name has always been thrown around with him wanting to not even be there. Uh, trade talks, this and that. So yeah, that makes sense. As long as you didn't say Kevin Durant, we're good. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, definitely not Kevin Durant. Anyone but Kevin Durant. And the last team that I have for you is the Sacramento Kings. Who you got there? Ooh. You know, obviously, Hmm. fresh off a third seed in the West this past season. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of noise in that playoff series with the Warriors. Real interesting team there. That is an interesting team. Um... You know what? I'm gonna I wanna throw some I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say everyone on that team. I think you I think the expectations everyone on that team should have something to prove because you had such a successful season last year. How are you gonna come back? Are you gonna repeat that success? Are you gonna take a step back? I think this is a great core core group of players. You brought back mostly everyone. Um, you still have that same core. I think the expectations should be high for everyone. Are you going to repeat that success? Are you going to go back to being a third seed in the West? If not, you know, be higher, be better than that. I think the expectations are very high for this team, coached by Mike Brown. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a single player I can think of because I think they all have that chip on the show. Like, okay, now we have our taste. We have that play. We have that taste of being in the playoffs. You were the third seed, then you lost in the first round. Are you going to make it that? Are you going to make it back to the playoffs? Are you going to be a first round exit this year? I think every single person on that team has something to prove this year. Hey, I like it. I think. I guess it is kind of hard to single out one guy, especially when they're all pretty young. They're um, all exactly. They're all young, and I think it's just a team effort on that team. Like obviously, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis are their two top players, but it's like everyone on that team played a big part. Played a big part in their team success last year, and it was just a well-oiled machine with, from the coaching to the sixth man, to everyone in between. Um, so I, I think they run that. it back, yeah. They're definitely going to run it back. I think I just need to see more more like playmaking and shot creation on his own off the dribble from Keegan mm-hmm. Murray if I had to choose just one sure. guy. Yeah. But like, I do like the the whole team aspect. They all do have something to prove. But yeah, hopefully signing JaVale McGee as a starting center and make <laughs> Sabonis be the four. And I think yeah. I like that lineup better, honestly. Like, you're, you're hey. chuckling a little bit, but I'm being dead. No, you're right. He, hey, three-time NBA champion. He knows how to win. He's been on yeah. winning teams, so he definitely can bring that championship pedigree there. No, I'm with you. I agree. Oh, it's just funny. Game. It's just funny that JaVel McGee, like, he's like a guy that he went from being known for being on Shaq and the Fool to being a guy that could help a young core uh, yeah. get to that next level. But fun fact that I just thought about here, I think he's played in every single team in the Pacific Division, but the Clippers. So... Phoenix, yeah. LA, Lake, LA, Sacramento, LA, Golden LA, Sacramento. State. I think him and I, I saw this graphic, like him and his mom have played for like all the same, like play in the same like towns yep. and stuff, play for Team USA, all that, which is which is also pretty cool. JaVel McGee, low key, one of the one of the most uh winningest and also just one of the most like one of the most accomplished players that you just don't think of, honestly. In, it's in crazy, the words, but in the words, the words of the great Shaquille O'Neal, man. JaVale McGee! <laughs> We can keep it with you, man. Tragic, tragic Bronson. <laughs> okay. What so I got, got my – so, again, this isn't – I don't have any, like, numbers. You don't have to really put on your thinking cap for these games. This is going to be a nice chill week. All right? Nice chill week for uh, for you here, okay? Maybe then cool. next week we'll, we'll take it up a notch. But we're going to do a start bench cut. But a little different. I'm not doing a start bench cut of three different players. I'm going to do a start bench cut of the same player – but from different, not eras, but from different teams and different points in his career, okay? All right, that's an interesting one. Let's do it. It's an interesting one. So 
we have 2009 LeBron James, 2013 or Miami Heat LeBron James, and then 2018 LeBron James. Oh, three of the best versions of LeBron. I think he uh, 2009 was the year he won MVP. 2013, obviously, you could argue is one of the greatest seasons in NBA history. And 2018, what that guy did for that Cleveland Cavaliers team at his older age, just in insane absolutely insane yeah that's, you know I, i'm actually gonna start this the opposite way i think i'm going to cut i know 2009 lebron won an mvp but i think i'm gonna cut that lebron that's fair i it's, think that's what i think that's like not a consensus but i think that's what a lot of people would do here yeah like you know obviously definitely closer to the peak of his powers in terms of athleticism mm-hmm. but i believe the 13 version of lebron and 18 version of lebron were really all about elevating everybody else you know what in 18 lebron just i had to do everything myself so that could be the best version of lebron arguably i know i know we all have our our like our love and we throw our flowers to the miami lebron this is tough but i think Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna start the 2018 lebron because he drugged dirt he drugged dirt he drugged dirt to the finals. He did. No, you're absolutely like, it's, I'm it's gonna look up crazy. that roster. I'm gonna look up that roster right now just so we can just so Bro, we can, like uh, we're, we're talking we're talking Kevin Love and that's not it's not obviously not the same Kevin Love that we we envisioned being in Cleveland for years to come. Kevin Love, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Corver, Darren Williams, and old this was, Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. We got J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert at one point, Derek Rose, Isaiah Thomas was there, Tristan Thompson was the starting center. Larry Nance, Kevin Love, Kyle Korver, Rodney Hood, George Hill, Jeff Green, Channing Fry, Jay Crowder, Jordan Clarkson, Jose Calderon. Shit. <laughs> what a fucking terrible Shit. team. What a fucking terrible team that was. Shit. And and not for nothing, they won 50 games that year. Yeah. They and, won and 50 games that year. That's crazy. Plus, IT and Derrick Rose weren't even on the final roster that made no, it. All no, they weren't. Either. Neither was Dwayne Wade. Yeah, they got traded at the deadline. They got traded. They were out. They were out like, of there. Dude, like Miami LeBron is the greatest bench player ever in this case. Because <laughs> you're right, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But 2018 LeBron, it's, it's just similar to like Kobe. How his game aged like fine wine, and by 2011, 2010, we're like, damn, his game looks a lot more seasoned. 2018 LeBron just looked crazy all yeah. playoff long. And that Indiana series with Victor Oladipo, like, damn, like. 2018 LeBron is one of a kind, man. That might be my favorite LeBron. I get bad. I get bad flashbacks to what in, he went up against Indiana. I think that went that went seven games, I believe, that opening series. Then obviously up kept against Toronto. He had that one game winner where it was like leaning, bank one shot off going one left, foot. going a left, right-handed bank shot. And then obviously the Celtics series um, goes to seven games. Celtics were up. With five minutes left, LeBron James just just turns it up another level. I remember watching it, um, and I was fa- I was falling out of my seat. I was just like one of the, and not even games game six too. He closed that out. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. I literally had to like leave because I was just so distraught. I remember it like it was yesterday. Just the things he did was, un- I'd never seen anything like it in my life. So no, I, I, that that is honestly the, your reasoning for everything. Makes a hundred percent. That makes sense. Let Miami Heat LeBron, like again, could be one of the best, you know, one of the best individual performances in a season ever. Like sure. 2013, 2012, whatever you want to say. Um, but that 2018 LeBron, man, that was 
That was special. He had something to prove, bro. He had something special. to prove. That's uh, that's what I got for you. So what do you, what do you got for me next? Sorry, man. I'm just like a little distraught. That was tough. No, right. no, that that <laughs> one makes you think. That one definitely makes you think. All right, let's see. I got to save the best game for last, as I'm sure you yeah, see. Yeah, I see that. No, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see it. The college football just started, man. Like, I got to, you know, feel good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What I have for you next is what would these NBA players be doing if they weren't hooping? So okay. we're going to start off with Anthony Edwards. Playing any other sport, probably. <laughs> the dude's The dude is just a straight-up athlete in every sense of the way i think he did an interview he was talking about baseball he goes if you gave me like a month or two to practice i'd be throwing 95 to 100 mile an hour i believe um, him i believe him no i literally think this guy could pick up a football and he can be one of the one of the you know uh better quarterbacks uh, one of the top half quarterbacks i think you put him on the field he could be one of the best receivers put him on defense one of the best safety corners put him on a baseball field he'd be one of the best pitchers one of the best hitters uh, fuck, put him on skates. He could be one of the best hockey players. Put a we love Anthony Edwards on the we show. We love Anthony, dude. This is an Anthony Edwards fan club. I'm a huge fan of Anthony Edwards. I, I, I just love the guy. I think he is immensely talented. Um, and there's not much he can't do. So I guess my answer would just be playing any other sport because that's he's just an athlete, bro. I kind of, I kind of figured that's where you'd go. But I can also see a thing like a comedian or or an actor because he's so funny, dude. Dude, he is his interviews, his like post game when he's eating like the Popeyes and stuff like that. Someone asked me, he just has the bag of Popeyes next to him. Just like when Alex Rodriguez bought the team, he go he didn't even know who he was. He's like, yeah. oh, well, how do you think about Alex Rodriguez buying the team? Like, I don't know who that is. He plays baseball. I don't really pay attention to baseball. Hilarious. Yeah. He's absolute comedy. All right. Well, that's the first guy. Next yeah. up, we got Jason Tatum, your boy, your other boy, <sighs> my other boy. Yeah, I love. Uh, I don't. What would Jason Tatum do if he wasn't playing basketball? You know, I'll say it. He'd probably do like modeling or something like that. He'd probably be on the cover of GQ. He'd probably be a fashion model or something like that. I mean, the guy, a lot of people thirst over him in the NBA, I'll be honest with you. There's this thing called Weird Celtics Twitter. I don't know if you've heard of them before, but that's like the Twitter community for the Celtics. They they can kind of go off in the deep end with, with memes, talking about our players and stuff. And boy, do they like Jason Tatum. Um, right. I, I, I just think, I think he is, you know, fashion wise, all that stuff. I, I think he's a guy that you would see on Vogue, GQ, all those like fashion magazines and stuff like that with those little headshots and stuff with his curls. I mean, I, 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 I could, I guess I could see it, you know, like <laughs> when you say model, like I just, I, I picture somebody having like the body of Adonis or something. Sure. Like yeah. 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 Maybe I should, maybe the model wasn't the right word, but you know, like, uh, I got you'd see on magazine covers with the the photo okay. shoot the the face shots and stuff like that. I, I think he I think he would do pretty well there. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe there's I'm something else he can do. I mean, he's like he's six foot eight, six foot nine. I'm sure there's something else he could do. Take advantage of the height, just, but just picture picture like the top half, right? Like just picture in the top half. I don't know why I can see Jason Tatum in scrubs. Like, sure. like being being some like physician assistant or something sure. like that. Sure, yeah, being a, uh, um, uh, yeah, being a PA or whatever it was, being a, a nurse, whatever it may be. Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't know why. <laughs> well, well I mean, head. listen, I'm the first thing that came to my mind was modeling, so I don't know how weird being a nurse is. <laughs> All right, the last All guy right. that I have for this game is Trey Young. 
Somebody a little uh, closer to our height, so he knows it's not like you gotta yeah. worry about a six foot eight frame. Sure, sure. Um, what would Trey Young be doing if he wasn't playing basketball? Man, I wouldn't definitely not a hairstylist with his with the way <laughs> oh, his hair is, <laughs> with how his hair is. I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd uh, make it in that world. I don't know. I, that's a that's a tough one. I can give you mine if it helps. Yeah, give me. What, what would you say? I see like a substitute teacher, but like <laughs> not, not for like like a, like math or social studies. I'm talking like for gym, because like he, a just, gym he teacher? reports like the type the type of guy that could just do all these weird little athletic tricks with hand eye coordination and showing stuff. dodgeball and stuff like that. Yeah, doing put like spin on up it. the cones and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Like yeah, just maybe, one hell of a bowler for some reason, you know. I, you know, I was gonna say maybe he'd be a really good athlete for something like cornhole. Or bowling, or darts, <laughs> or even darts, or something like that. Pool, I like, like that. something along those lines, maybe. Because like, even though he's short, obviously he's an athlete. He can probably do a lot of other things. He's got the hand-eye coordination, shooting this and that. So yeah, I'll, I'll settle with like being a really good athlete for like a cornhole, a bowling, pool, darts. Like I said, some something along those lines. I, something I, that will, you know, that that you'll you'll find on ESPN. You'll you'll see some tournaments on ESPN. No, 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 no. It's ESPN U. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's like ESPN correct. ESPN two or ESPN U. It's, it's, you'd, you'd see him. You'd see him on um when they do the Ocho every year. But it's yeah. Like the, uh, all those weird sports. That's what you'd see Trey Young on. Yeah, once a, like once a day every year. It's like it's like. Trey Young is like their poster boy. Like each year, you're gonna see Trey Young on the Ocho. Yeah, that's what that's what he would do. Okay, <laughs> that was funny. That was really good. Okay, I got one last thing for you. And again, you, you, this is something that you're gonna have to think about. But it's not like no numbers, no history. No, you have to go into the history books, something like that. Let's go. So I'm gonna give you four players, and you gotta tell me which one has got to go. It's not a start bench cut. It's just one player. It's got to go. Who's, who's, who's getting out of here? So I have Anthony Edwards, a guy that we both love so very much. <laughs> Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. There's a lot of things you can factor into this. But one of these guys, he's getting the boot. He's out of here. Man, let me tell you all something, man. Other than his great podcast that he has going, mm. Paul George is one hell of a basketball talent. He is like, and I think when healthy was definitely one of the best two way players in the league. He could possibly still be if he gets on his shit today. But the, the man carried a franchise in Indiana yeah. as well. And after freaking uh, destroying his leg too, and unfortunately, uh, yeah, Team yeah. USA, yeah, gets to OKC, has an MVP caliber season after bouncing back from that kind of injury. Yeah, and then three. gets to the Clippers and. Any, any other night, he could be the best player on their team along with Kawhi Leonard. Like, Paul George might get the shit end of the stick a lot of times because of the injuries. I get it. I, I can't cut PG. I can't. Okay. Uh, I respect it. I think Anthony Edwards, he got next. I think we could put his name in the hat with, you know, some of these, these greatest players in the game right now, the young players at least, that is under 25. Like, he could be the face of the league with the John Morant, a Tatum, a Luka, or any of those guys. So I got to keep him there, you know, for that, for that reason. SGA, I think that's, damn, that's, that's somebody I probably like the most on this list out of these four. That's probably my favorite one. So mm -hmm. 
With all due coming respect to Donovan Mitchell. Coming off a 30, 31 point per game season too. Yeah. And a steal and no block, which is really the best part about his game to me, the defense. Mm-hmm. So, with all due respect to Donovan Mitchell, man, I, he did carry those Utah teams while he was over there. I think he's a big piece of what Cleveland could do. They could win an NBA championship if he actually plays a step up from what we saw in the past season. I wouldn't pencil them in to win it, but they have a chance. But I got to cut him. Like, you know, he, he's a 6-1-2 guard or a 6-2-2 guard where he is the number one option on his team. But I don't think he's the most important player on his team. Sure. I think all those other guys, the other three guys, Ant, PG, and as well as SGA, could be the most important players on their team. I think they have to be in order for their respective teams to go further into the postseason if they want to make it there. Mm-hmm. But Donovan Mitchell, as good as he is, as good as the number one scorer that I think he is for that Cleveland squad. It's all about Darius Garland. It's all about the development of Evan Mobley and keeping Jared Allen happy as well as being the anchor of that defense. So I got to cut Donovan, and I love Donovan. But there you go. let him go. There you go. Yeah, I honestly, if I if you ask me the same thing, um, I, I'm very happy that you gave Paul George his flowers there. Obviously, the last few years, is, he's had a lot of ups and downs with injuries and stuff. But, man, when that guy is healthy, he is special. Like, he is – like, he's just a very, very good, talented basketball player on both sides of the ball. Anthony Edwards, I can never cut. And Shea Gilgis, I mean, maybe it's more recent. <laughs> don't try to gloss over that. <laughs> Anthony Edwards, I can never cut. <laughs> I don't have to skip right over that. Um, you know, maybe it's more recently biased for Shea Gilgis, but you're right. He averaged 30 points a game, but more arguably the most impressive part is his defense. Like he plays both sides of the ball and look what he did with that Thunder team. I said this last week. I said this probably multiple times. That team had no business sniffing a play in game, nothing. They almost made the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's just that shows a lot about his leadership um, in his younger age. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, he's done a lot in the league, but if I had to, you know, pick, Three of those guys I'd want to have on my team. Donovan Mitchell's probably the last guy that I'd pick there. So no disrespect to him. He's great, but he probably is the one that, that goes on that on that list. So Yeah. You definitely make making me cut like you made me cut Donovan Mitchell. You made me cut a version of LeBron. Like this is kind of like a bad day. Yeah, listen, this isn't uh this isn't I'm not making you think too much about like numbers and stuff. I am hurting your brain a little bit in another way. So Yeah, like you're definitely making a wheel move. I'm making you sweat over there. I'm making you sweat a little bit. I can it's see it dripping. I can see it dripping, uh, dripping down your, dripping down your forehead. Nah, man, I st- I stay smooth out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, you do. All right. Last game. Yeah, one more. Last game, best game, right? That's right. College football just started, so you know it just got me thinking. We got to bring this game back to Dante. Tell me, where did this NBA player go to college at? It's gonna be a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. For you, it might be. We got we got some names here. We got we got some names. Let's see. You know what? I'm just gonna start with the weird one. Where did Brooke Lopez go to school? God, what the fuck? Brooke Lopez. <sighs> Brooke Lopez. I don't mind I don't mind helping you with some hints here that could help. I don't. Because this is hard. If Especially in, in your in your shoes. You I'll know. be completely honest with you, Jerry. I don't even know where to start on this one. <laughs> just being real with you, I can sit here and just be quiet. Give me, give me, yeah, give me a hint. You don't have to give me a ton of hints, but give me, give me something to work with. I'm I'm just gonna say a name, Andrew Luck, same school. 
fuck, where did Andrew Luck go to school? Um, oh, yeah, you and Ben play a similar game, too, with this. So my, maybe maybe that wasn't much. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we play these games, too, now. I don't always do the best with these ones, too. No, I there was a college that came to my mind, but I don't know if, I don't know if you went there. They wear red. They might not help oh, at all. No, that actually might help. I think they do wear red. Did he? I don't know if this is a bat. Is it a, like a? Is it like a prominent basketball school? Uh, they're not. It's not exactly a prominent. No. Basketball. Okay. Okay. Even when he was there, they weren't really a prominent basketball. School. Okay. I, I. This college came to my mind, and I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna shake it. So I gotta throw it out there. Did he? Did he go to Stanford? Yes! There you go. <laughs> Bro, oh my god. I was like, I literally can't think of any other school. And like you saying Andrew Luck, like that that did help me, but I was like, I I know he went to like they both went he went to like a a not a weird school, but it wasn't like a you know, like a Alabama, Clemson or this or that type of thing. I knew it was like a middle of the pack kind of school you know what i mean yeah and it's the pack oh. 12 for basketball oh. it's a little different but good shit though oh, man. Shit. oh my god i can't believe i pulled that out okay <laughs> all right yeah come on jerry give me the next one give me the next one fire it up there you go there you go the go next ahead. name that i have on this list for you is scotty barnes toronto raptors forward oh um oh i want to say scotty barnes went to UNLV. Ugh, nah, try no. again. One more game. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, UNLV immediately came to my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> I... <laughs> Scotty Barnes. Um, I'm trying to, like, picture him in a jersey. I'm trying to picture him wearing wearing something. Um, I mean, he was a top pick, so. Indeed. And he... ACC school, as a matter of fact. That doesn't help. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish it. I wish it. I wish it would. That the, those those letters, all those little divisions, conferences, don't. Uh, they don't speak to me, unfortunately. Okay, I can give you the same kind of hint that I gave you for Brooke. Okay. Just a player in an opposite sport in another. Sport. Okay. Okay. Damn, that might be too obvious because he was a beast at that college. But you know what? Whatever. Dalvin Cook. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that helps. Um, <laughs> I oh, I don't know. Ah, this isn't right. I'm just gonna throw it out there because I don't want to. I don't want to waste waste some time. I don't, I'm just gonna say Alabama. They do wear red, but it is yeah. Florida State University, baby. Oh, Flo- oh, Florida State. That's right. Oh, I can. Now that you obviously now that you say it, I like can picture him. Wearing the Florida State jersey and stuff. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. We got. All right. All right. It's all right. All right. Yeah. We just got two more. We just got two more. Hey, I already got one, so I already proved that I did play this game. I already. The one you got was the one I didn't expect you to get. You did say it was the weirdest one, right? I did. Okay. Okay. Next one I have for you here is not really as weird, but Brooke Lopez's teammate, Drew Holiday. Talk to me. Drew Holiday went to UCLA. There you go. Hey, look at you. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. I I know some Drew Holiday. I got got some love for Drew Holiday. All right. Okay. 
I remember him wearing, first of all, UCLA has some of the best uh, looking jerseys in college sports or beautiful jerseys. But I, I, re- I remember him wearing those, uh, the blue, the, the yellow, the white. Those Bruin uh, blue, baby. Bruin blue. blue. That's right. Okay. Last one. Yeah, I'm at least getting one. a 50%. I'm at least getting a 50%. I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll rock with it. The last one is probably really the weirdest one. But if you pay attention, you might get it. So okay. your boy, Derek White. Oh. Which doesn't help, but it's another Pac-12 school. <laughs> <laughs> same, same conference, same division as, uh, as Stanford, actually. Man, poor Derek White. I don't know shit about this guy. <laughs> all, all I know is he shaved off all his hair because he was getting made fun of by um, oh, who was making fun of him. Uh, uh, Shaq and Charles Barkley were making fun of him <laughs> during the TNT. They were like, the they were talking about his. Yeah, I was thinking. I honestly was thinking Stephen A. But I was like, no way he could make fun of them. I mean, look at him. Uh, Goodness. <laughs> Uh, he can't be making fun of anyone for their hairline. Um, oh. Hey, neither can I. Hey, I wasn't going to be the one to say it, all right. <laughs> um, Derek White, though. Uh, I feel like I definitely have heard of, I've heard this at some point. Like, I must have. I just, there's nothing coming to me right now. It's not a big-name school, obviously. No. It's, no, it's not. No. Not at all. Because really. I'm thinking, I'm not saying it, but I'm thinking, like, of, like, Wyoming's Colorado's I'm thinking like these like weird and I know I'm wrong like I know I'm wrong but that's like where my mind is going just these like weird ass like states I believe that Spencer Dinwiddie also went to the same school that doesn't help I don't know where crypto boy went to school Um, (laughs) I want all my my contract and bitcoin or whatever you I think I'm gonna have to tap out on this one I'm gonna give you I'm I'm gonna repeat something I said earlier I'm gonna say UNLV I'm just, I got nothing. I got nothing for my boy, Derek White. Yeah, you really don't. (laughs) But hey. No, I I know. You went 50% and you actually stumbled upon it. It was one of those weird states that you mentioned in Colorado. It was Colorado? It was Colorado. Oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. When you were laughing after I said that, I was like, oh, I'm so off. I'm nowhere near it. Colorado. You just got to trust me. Th- I was thinking like one of those mid, like those mid, like mid states type of shit, like just out of the left field. Like who the, f- what's going on in Colorado? Like what are they doing out there for college sports? <laughs> they got, um, they got, uh, uh, what's his name though? They got, um, Deion Sanders, Coach baby. Prime. Yeah, they got man. Coach Prime. So that's when they got, uh, the D and the L. Is that, yeah, I think it's L for leaders and D for, um, yep. Dogs. 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 That's yep. what it is. That's what that best thing they got going. Oh, sorry, Derek White. Yeah, Damn that's, it. That's why I, threw, I threw in some recency bias because no, I'm, I'm hyped that's up for, for college football, man. After watching that game, woo, I'm feeling yeah. good, man. Feeling really even good. like not, I mean, not to say neither of us are a fan, but even like Duke upset Clemson yesterday yeah. too. Their, their biggest win in God knows how long. Obviously, Clemson's it's, a ranked team. so It's their first AP top 10 poll win. Since 1989. That's what it was. That's fucking ridiculous. That I would be storming the field too if I was uh if I was there at that game when Duke won. That's sick. Yeah. All right. Well, I went 50%. I, I showed up. I didn't I didn't get a passing grade, but I showed up. That's what matters. So hey man, you went two for four. I think 
I think it was some weird colleges that I threw in there. And you got the Brook Lopez. Stanford, though. Colorado. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, hey, man, I can't, I can't have everybody go to Chapel Hill. No, we like, <laughs> yeah, we, you, you were throwing out Jason Tatum, Shaqs, like all the big schools last time. I took uh, it yeah, easy. We had, you did take it easy. You know, I, I know you love this game. Um, so maybe next week I'll really test your knowledge. I love maybe. college hoops. Like, like, bring it on, man. Like, I'm, right. I'm ready for it. Good. Oh, maybe you'll regret saying that. I'm going to throw it. I might, because you're probably going to ask me um, what, like, oh, some third-string player on did, the bench comes up. Where did uh, – yeah, I'm going to ask you, like, um, yeah, a third-string guy, someone completely random. Where did they go to school? But we'll, we'll get there next week. We'll worry about that next week. I think that's it for us. That's our games. Those are our topics. Jerry, do you have anything you wanna you wanna end on before we uh before we close out this episode? Episode number seven. Uh the Carmelo Anthony episode. Uh yes. Yep. Carmelo Anthony, Jalen Brown, D Brown. Shout out <laughs> shout out to Celtics wearing number seven. <laughs> KD, Brooklyn Nets, baby, but uh That's right. Shout out. I think, I think the only thing that I can say is, you know, FIBA, FIBA actions heating up. They just blew yep. the doors off of Italy, which is awesome. You know, always want my country to win. Uh, but secondly, yeah, you know, we touched on it a little bit with Prime. I'm definitely definitely feeling the Colorado fever. I don't really have a favorite college football team. Not saying that they are, but sure. I do want to see They're a fun them. team. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you want to see them succeed. An HBCU coach was 27-6 and six in the SWAC conference. So bringing that to a Pac-12 D1 university. Got the most transfer students in the portal. He's ushering in a brand new era in college football where transfer portals are already huge. And some coaches mm-hmm. already jumped on that opportunity. We saw it with, uh, with like coach K back in the day when Kentucky was getting all the one and dones, you yeah. know, like now, like jumping into transfer portals, like the, the next biggest thing in college football, USC what did is- it with Lake and Riley and Caleb Williams. So it's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of things going on. I'm glad prime is like the face right now. Yeah. He is the face of college football and it's not any you of the players. It's a coach, so that's who, awesome. Um, who's the player on Colorado? Travis. Um, Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Yeah, I always I always see stuff about him. He he's unbelievable. They got they got some talent. We'll see what they can do this year. I, I will say I'm not a huge. I, I not that not that I'm a, not a huge college football fan. It's just hard for me to follow along with it because there's always so much going on. I will say though, I love betting on it. I love betting on college football. <laughs> I do love it. So that that's where I get drawn into, and that's where that's where my college football knowledge comes in. Um, but yeah, training camp NBA starts soon. Uh, NBA season a little bit over a month away. So obviously we're getting excited for that. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much again for watching, listening. If you're listening to us on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever streaming platform you listen to, make sure to follow me and Jerry on our personal social medias. Follow Sitting Courtside on TikTok, Instagram. You're already here on YouTube. And if you're here and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Subscribe, like this video, and leave some comments. Leave some comments on YouTube, all those other platforms I mentioned, Twitter as well, because uh, we want to get going, you know, fan interaction, answer some of your questions, give us some of your hot takes of what we talked about. Maybe we'll talk about it in the next episode. Thank you guys again so much for following along, listening, watching, whatever it may be. And uh, we will see you. We will see you next week for episode eight. Peace Peace. out.